I'm Ellen Sentier, the Heartful Badass Coach. Being badass is about being the real you, being strong, feisty, confident, knowing your own truth and walking it, feeling the fear and doing it anyway, with a heart full of joy and boundaries that really work. I learned how to be the real me through telling and writing stories, and now I'm a best-selling author as well as a badass psychotherapist and coach. I tell stories a lot in podcasts and blogs and in the coaching programs I do. Being authentic, living your own story, that's being the real badass you. And being real badass is being full of heart, caring. Because we've lived through all that shit, haven't we? So we know it in our bones and we really do truly feel compassion. So come on. Let's do some badassery. Let's change ourselves and watch the whole world change around us. Let's make our lives, our businesses and our hearts sing. Well, hello everyone. And today I've got Sally Inkster. I've known Sally for a little while and she is probably my favourite brand coach and she's taught me more about that than anything else. We're going to explore what brought her there in a minute as we go through things. But first of all, here is Sally. Lots of links at the end and we'll get to know her. So come on, Sally. Who's Sally inside? Hi. Well, thank you very much for inviting me, number one, and thank you for those lovely comments, number two. And, oh, your favourite brand specialist. That's even more marvellous. So who is Sally Inkster inside? You know, I think that's a really hard one for anybody to answer, and it requires obviously a bit of deep work because what we are is an accumulation of what happened to us when we were children, when we were young adults, when we were adults, what career we had, who we married, what children we had, what we've, what experiences and things have happened to us make us into the person we are at this moment. But as we all know, when we talk about psychology or anything, a lot goes back to our childhood. Mm. So if you really ask me, I'm probably that little um, sort of five, six-year-old girl who was at school who suddenly realised everybody else could read and she couldn't. And the feelings of being absolutely useless, worthless and thick, along with the fact that my parents got divorced at the same time um and so all those things give you that sense of insecurity as a child and it doesn't matter what you do to overcome that it's still there Mm. but I have done huge things the last oh god nearly 50 years plus uh, over that um that that doesn't come out but sometimes that's who I am inside Yeah. yeah and I think that's the same with most of us when we're honest I think it is too. And my own experience as a coach says people try and push that away or bury it. Or one of my favorites is you you put it in the cupboard like Harry Potter is at the beginning of the <laughs> film, you know, and you shut yeah, in the yeah, cupboard yeah. under the stairs. And you've got to let that person out. I mean, as you just did, but I know you do anyway, because I that do. is the root of who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is. What you've taught me 
um, in the time we've known each other is that your brand is you. Yes, and it I is. I think that is part of why you know that, because you know about your roots. Yeah, and I think it's very true, especially if people are solo business entrepreneurs, freelancers who are working on their own, then it is completely you. When you are working in a team, then it's a bit of you, a bit of somebody else and a bit of somebody else that causes or makes the brand. Mm -hmm. um, but when you are a solopreneur, then it is definitely you. Yeah, yeah. And something I've always felt, and again, it's gradually come more and more to the fore the more I've been a solopreneur, is the only thing I've got to sell is me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds a bit terrifying and horrifying when we start mm. off, but actually it isn't because when you've actually done some inner work, as you said, you know who you are. Yeah. And how have you found that? Is that what you find when you're helping people to find their own brand? I do. We always start off um, with them. And it, it does it amaze me or does it not amaze me? I'm very used to people not really knowing so about themselves. And I have a process that I take my clients through. But the first thing we do is we look at the, I have a system called the three PHs. And the first one is philosophy, which looks at their strengths, their talents, their personality, their mindset, all those stuff that's in your head. Yeah. Um, and that, when I say to them, right, what are your strengths? And quite often people have to think about it and say, well, I'm very good at English, or I'm very good at adding up, or I'm very good at organising people. Um, but they they probably don't know much more of that. And I say, well, is that a talent or have you just learned to do it? And they go, oh, mm. oh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, there's still a lot of yes. work to do. And those things are the things that quite often make us unique. Yes, they are indeed. And certainly I found that so. And I, as you know, because I met Sally when I decided that I was going to change my life and what <laughs> I did in a big way. Mm -hmm. And thank God that you arrived on my scene. And that really made me go back into deep, deep things of me. Mm. So I know that process works, but when, because you didn't start off being a brand coach, did you? No. <laughs> oh, come on, tell us about it. <laughs> okay. So where did I start? Well, since I was a child, I, I, I worked out with this insecurity I had that if I helped people, um, life got better. So I, from a very early age, I wanted to be going to nursing. Um, and I did that on leaving school. I became an SRN, as you did then. Um, I then became a ward sister and a nurse specialist, all in the theme of oncology. So that's cancer wow. nursing. Mm. Um, and I did that till after I was married. Um, mm. But then I had three daughters. Um, my husband was a corporate um, a corporate man so we moved basically all over the world or he did and we sort of followed on um so we lived in New York he lived in Paris all kinds of things like that so I didn't really have a career I just had hobby jobs um and one of those was a stylist 
because during my time as especially a ward sister and nurse specialist, I helped the, my patients or my clients understand how to make their body look good, even if they'd lost their hair, had a mastectomy, lost a leg, because it was all about balance. And if you made the most of what you had, you could look better and feel great. Yeah, I sort of took that and I ended up as a stylist for 12 years. Um, along the route of that, I also did a multi-level marketing company and grew a team. Absolutely loved doing that. Mm. Um, but also, I wanted to be able to teach all this team that it had to be them um, and mm. not just products that you were selling. Yeah. So, I mean, that lasted a while, but um, I carried on being the stylist. But when my youngest daughter went off to op- uh, went off to um, university. I felt that was my opportunity to have a business and grow a business that I would be as proud of as I was my nursing. Wow! So that's mm. when I did what you did. And I worked with a coach. And um, I said, I want to, to use all my skills that I had as a nurse, but I don't want to be a nurse. I want to use all my skills I used as a stylist but I don't want to be a stylist. I want to learn all the self-development, use all the self-development I used in the multi-level marketing company, but I don't want to be in one of those anymore. So what am I going to do with all these skills? And I thought, well, I'm going to have to make myself a bespoke job. But what I ended up doing was giving myself a personal brand that then explained who I was. And I thought, oh my goodness, if somebody had done this process with me sort of 12 years ago, I would have had very, very different businesses. But nobody did, because Mm. I don't think the system was really there. It was all down to trial and error. Mm. And building a a personal brand is trial and error. Yes. Um, But I have found a system that shortens it from a number of years to a number of hours or maybe days, Mm. which is, I feel, far better. I think that's great. And um, it's something I don't, I'm not a brand coach in the sense, at least maybe I am. Sometime we'll have to have a private talk about this. Um, <laughs> but um, what my passion is, and I think you share it, is we want, I want you to be you, whoever my client is. I want you to be yourself, the yeah. real self inside, what I call the badass self. <laughs> this is the one that you have to hide in the cupboard because it might not be acceptable. And when you are that, in a sense, you automatically seem to be getting a brand. Yes. Well, you are. You are your brand because yeah. brand is sort of your reputation. Mm-hmm. When you worked in an office, you had yeah. a reputation for the, the girl who liked the pink cup or didn't take tea and sugar in her tea. That was your reputation. She yeah. was a person you went to who had the Band-Aids or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that reputation now we have to put online and be yes. able to tell people what it is and not just tell them, but show them. Yes, that's really important. And I find that so enormous because I'm also an author, as some yeah. of you know. And the one thing authors are always told is show, don't tell. If you start yes. telling somebody about, and Mary went down to the field and the field was green and there were grass in it and there were cows in it, everybody's going, <laughs> and that was the end of people reading. They don't really read it. But if you said, Mary wasn't looking where she was going, she stuck her foot in a rabbit hole, fell over, and suddenly came up, and there was this cow's nose in front of her, you're wondering, what on earth's happening? So you're listening, because you're there. And do you find it's like that when you help people be their brand? 
it, it definitely is because what you're doing is telling a story. Yes. And the story is about you. But the reason you're telling the story is that they will recognize the things that they have in common with you. So if someone had ever fallen over, they would understand how that felt. They would yes. understand the emotions falling over cans. Yep. And then to sort of look up in the sky and have a, you know, a cow's nose looking at you, they can imagine it or they can go, oh my goodness, when I fall over and the dog looked at me, they can recognize what's happening. Yes. rather than being told what's happening. And as soon as they recognize in you mm. something that they have been through, they then know that you understand them. That's what they're looking for. Yeah. And then once they know you understand them, what I find is that that's an automatic trust. And in a sense, you haven't got to say, you know, I've got qualifications as a psychotherapist, which I have, or a um, some other kind of qualification you know i've done nlp or something like that they don't care because you've shown them that you understand how they feel mm -hmm. therefore they feel i'll trust i'll trust sally i'll trust ellen i'll go to them because whatever they do i think it'll work because they know where i've been they know yeah. where i am mm -hmm. yeah. absolutely right and uh, I find a lot of um, business owners get stuck in the learning route yeah. and you go down this rabbit hole of I have to learn how to do this and I have to get a qualification. I have to learn to do this and I have to get a qualification before I can go out and have any clients. Yes. But in actual fact, you know, your mother didn't have a qualification as being a parent, no. but I bet quite a few of you do things either that your mother did or that your mother didn't do because you learned from her. Yeah. You know, so there are so many things that we help people with mm. because we've been there in the first yeah. place. I find that so important. And the people that I really trust are my my own coaching mentor, because you know, we all have a mentor, but you can't do this on your own without somebody to give you a helping hand. And they have so much experience, life experience, and it isn't always some qualification. It's just, God, I had that when I was working in an office too. Yeah. And you suddenly go, oh, that relief. Mm -hmm. I can imagine it from your own little the experience you've just told us, let alone the rest of it. You know, somebody comes along and they remember being in hospital or they remember a relation who's had cancer or something. Yeah, yeah. And it's it really gets home, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. And they they can imagine what sort of person you are, because that's what you're trying to teach them. Look, this is who I am. And because of who I am, this is how I'm going to treat you. And this is how we will work together. Yes. And, and that makes, they've got to trust you, haven't they? Absolutely. Um, before they can work you, yeah. you at all. Yeah. Yeah. And it, without trust, there's, there's nothing. I mean, I sometimes laugh with, it depends on the client and their sense of humor. <laughs> but, um, you know, you have to walk it, walk where you're going with the person. But yeah. it's, when you pick a coach or a mentor or whatever to help you, it's almost like finding somebody to go on a date with. Yeah. There's chemistry. Mm -hmm. but, oh, he sparks me. She really sparks me. I get that. Yeah. And if that isn't there, I don't care if they've got alphabet soup after their name. 
it's not going to work, is it? You've no. got to have that trust. You have. But I think, you know, even if we go and buy something, how many times, and I've done it quite a few times, if I walk into a shop and I'm looking for something in particular and the shop assistant is really helpful, mm. then I'm probably going to buy something anyway because I like how she's helped me. Yes. I like how she's shown me around the shop. Yes. Whereas if she goes, oh, we just haven't got one or, oh, we might have one in the back. Well, there's this one, this well if one you can't be bothered, I she turns away, yeah. <laughs> If you can't be bothered, I can't be bothered because I'm not going to buy that thing from you. I'll go and find it somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I find that, I do, do you find this with your clients? I find helping them to get to that stage where, you know, that had an offhand shop assistant or somebody who's tried to shove it down their throat without helping them, really. Um, they sort of feel obliged in case they hurt this shop assistant's feelings or this plumber's feelings or this whoever it is is feelings and they don't just sort of go uh no we're not fit and back off yeah and it's hard for people to learn that that it's actually okay everybody doesn't have to like you <laughs> no and I, th I think that's a two-way thing um i think sometimes the client can be a bit embarrassed and doesn't want to hurt whoever she's saying no i don't want to work with you yeah. um but then also as as a trainer or a coach, a mentor or a support system, you have to learn that actually it's perfectly all right for them to say, I don't want to work with you. They're not yeah. saying, you know, I don't like you at all. No. They're just saying no. it's not going to work yeah. for us. Yeah. And that's absolutely fine. Yeah. yeah. And on the other side, I mean, I've had to learn to do, and I'm sure you have, there are times when somebody comes and they want to work with you and you just go, this isn't <laughs> going to work. <laughs> Not me. And you have to find the way to, I usually do it on the lines of, I don't think I'm really the person for you. And then yeah. it's really useful when you've got your friends around. You say, well, you might want to go to Sally or you might want to go to Victoria or you might want to go to so-and-so. Well, how about that? But I don't know that you're really going to get what you need from me. Yes. But that's hard um, to say as well sometimes. You know, I'm not, yes, I'm not good you're, enough you're actually, to, you know, for you. Yeah. And in the short term perceivably you're turning away money in the yes. long term it would never work anyway yeah. um and your instinct i mean i'm a, a huge believer in instinct and you should you should go with your gut every yeah. time so yeah. if that gut says don't work with them and you go my head's saying <laughs> i know <laughs> you know my head says this but and you say, but your gut's saying you'll won't, yeah. you'll regret this you'll regret this <laughs> oh yes yeah. I mean, so many times, I mean, both of us are a certain age now. And so we have learned from yeah. trial and error and what they call wisdom, I think, <laughs> <laughs> that we should trust our guts. But I remember being, you know, in my 30s and 40s, and I a couple of times I've had business partners or people I've worked with, and my gut was saying, don't. And I was going, no, gut, they're really nice. Yeah. And your gut's going, yes, but it's not good. They're not right. They're not right. They're not right and you. you. Yeah. <laughs> You override um, it and it all goes wrong. <laughs> it does. I mean, I've I've been there and done that, and you sort of come out, and it's almost like your gut sort of going sat on the wall next to you and says, I told you so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it does teach you, and, it, of course, it helps. Well, for me, it helps me because clients come and they say the same thing. and say, do it then. Follow yeah. that. And you get an intuition that something's going to happen or isn't going to happen or that you yeah. need to be doing this. And your head sort of goes, that's crazy. And you have to sort of, well, I'll do my dad's one, which I think you know. Dad used to say, 
Um, give your brain sixpence and tell it to go play with the traffic. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's nice. I think it takes practice, though, doesn't it? It does. And it's one of those things we have to consciously practice. Yeah. yeah. And um, every time, be sure that we're actually doing it. And um, Yeah, this is actually taking you somewhere yeah. I want to go. <laughs> because... Um, this morning, Sally put up a lovely post, and um, I thought, oh, that's really exciting. And so I decided I want to talk about this. And you were saying everybody is unique. Yes, fine. Yep. All agreed with Take. that. <laughs> but it also raises the problem. How do you show somebody that you are new, unique? How do you yeah. show your uniqueness? Well, you... Everybody is unique. I mean, there is no question about it. And so it's delving down to find the things that are unique about you. Mm -hmm. And if I tell you that if you just learn all your strengths and your values, mm -hmm. nobody in millions of people are going to have those same combination of strengths and values in that same order as you. In fact, they won't have the same combination, yeah. period. Yeah. So even just learning that little bit about yourself, you know, there is nobody out there who, let's say, has a talent for, I don't know, um, public speaking, mm -hmm. but also has a value of justice. Okay, so let's put the so there just aren't many people out there. So I say to people, okay, what what job do you do? And they go, um, I'm a hairdresser. Okay, okay. What's your main hobby? Oh, I love skydiving. Oh, already, how many hairdressers do you have who love skydiving? You know, so it's it's delving in and getting those sort of things. Yes. And then when you're unique, you look at things in your complete unique way. Yeah. And that is when you have to go, okay, well, how can I gear this to help people? Mm -hmm. You know, and as soon as you think I can help people, it comes down to your stories, yes. the words you use and the stories you tell. And that is a big part of making your brand is coming up with the stories that are based on all those things that you've learned. Yes. And that is, <laughs> that's hard. Very, yes, it is. It's a little bit time consuming, can be challenging because some of those, you know, to me, straight away with you, I shared you were a, a small, tiny bit of my childhood. You did, straight away. Yeah. And yeah, which could have been painful. Yeah, but that, and so that can be hard for people to do, but you have mm -hmm. to find a way of going, okay, how can that help people? So, me telling that story that I didn't read till I was nearly eight, mm -hmm. most people will have gone especially if they were dyslexic, I bet she's dyslexic. Okay, so straight away they've picked up, they could, <laughs> I didn't read to like, you know, that's what they'll say. Yeah. I couldn't read. Yeah, yeah. Once well, I could I read, I think I learned in a day, but I, until I was nearly eight, I couldn't read. And I think that connection, it's, I mean, in sort of psychobabble jargon kind of thing, we go, this is your pain point. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I know it, Sally and I both have a sort of Selwell cartoon type <laughs> imagination sometimes, and so like, down, no, not like that. Yes, <laughs> um, but it it is. It's something that has hurt you, and 
people say you shouldn't, you know, oh, we don't want pain, we want to stop pain. But pain is such a teacher, isn't it? It absolutely is. I mean, I can't take away my dyslexia. I mean, over the years, I've learned to cope with it. Um, But, but, you know, I'll still read something out loud. And if I'm reading it, I'll still get the words wrong round. And I still put words around the wrong way. And then I will say a word that has absolutely no meaning. (laughs) <laughs> what I'm trying to get over you know but those things that, that's just who I am yes. you know there's nothing yeah. wrong with it um but it may it allows people to understand me yes. um it also reads means my husband can't read my handwriting whatsoever letters to me dear <laughs> yeah. yeah I can type actually it's far better a lot of dyslexia will find they can use a keyboard far better yes. than uh, trying to put things down yeah. Mm. And it, you know, it has it. You you learn its um, quirks. You learn its advantages. You learn how to use it to your advantage, and that's what you're doing with a story. Yes, it is. You know, yeah. um, you can't take away it was there. Um, and and some people have <laughs> way worse things than that. I mean, that's just a trifling little thing. Whereas other people have some really heart rendering stories. But sometimes, if they can find a way of sharing even a little bit. Yes. of it with people mm. it really really helps um make somebody somebody else recognize them yes i know does. that that's the person they want to work with and it's this kinship which is like a connection isn't it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you have this kinship with somebody and they are going to be like that and yep. they won't be perfectly but there's this kinship that you feel part of my tribe I can work yeah. with that person. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we need to look for that. We're told, you know, go and look for, as we've said, you know, somebody with a load of qualifications and all this sort of thing. But you won't necessarily want them. You want the person who is your tribe. And yeah. they can bring out the unique you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, because that's what you want. And that's that's the way you whisper in a very busy, noisy um marketplace because if we're all shouting buy my apples buy my apples buy my apples and there's thousand people shouting that why are they going to choose your apple but if you say um i don't know there's something different about this unique i have my apples they're still here on the tree i will pick them for you and give you one that makes it unique because it's the only apples still on a tree yeah that's probably not a very good analogy, but you get my idea that you have to be able Absolutely. to make yourself unique so that you can be visible yes. in a very busy marketplace. Mm-hmm. And people get upset about that. They say, oh, well, you know, why should I? It's, it's not fair if I shine. Well, <laughs> it's not fair if you don't either. Absolutely. I quite agree with you. I was just like, <laughs> as my usual, throw the cat amongst the pigeons and see what yeah. happens. <laughs> but it people do feel that. It's like, oh, well, I can't be too big for my boots. I can't be shining. I can't be this. That's, that's usually a, I would say, a sentence we've heard from when we were very young. Don't show off. Don't do this. Yeah. But the thing is, if you do have something, I think what a personal brand brings to you when you've done the work is that you are proud of who you are yes. and you are proud of what you do what you stand for and how you help yes and if everybody can get to that stage where they're proud of themselves because 
there's nobody out, you know, what's the, what's the alternative? So we might as well be proud of ourselves. And then we can come over in a caring, authentic, holistic, mm. however you want to describe it, but it comes over as the original you. Yes. And the best version of you. It does. Because you've this, I'm happy with me. I'm content in my skin, whatever words you want to say. And I'm okay with being me. And to meet somebody who says, and you can feel it come off them, I'm okay with being me. It's like, almost like, well, if they can, I can, perhaps. At least I can try. And that helps bring it on again. Yeah, the, the newness, which I think is just so important. Mm-hmm. Just, but it's an amazing thing to be able to give people when yeah. I take them through what a personal brand is, and we do it, and they yeah. come out the end and they go, "Wow, I'm quite amazing." <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that is so nice to hear. I mean, it, mm. I, I guess it. Uh, oh, oh, I did that. That was okay, and it worked. And yeah, I'm happy with what I just did. Yeah. Um, when they maybe come to you at the beginning with like, oh, I don't know about this, you know, should I really be looking like Coca-Cola or Armani or something? <laughs> yeah, no, no, you need to look like Sally. <laughs> well, <laughs> only if you're Sally. Put yes, it that way. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not Sally. I mean, I love the Oscar Wilde one. Um, you know, be yourself. Everybody else is taken. taken. And it's just like, it's so blindingly obvious when it comes at you like that. But it's very hard for people to manage to do. Sally, what are you up to at the moment? What have you got for us? What can we get on your Ooh, website? What have we got to? Well, <laughs> yes, the one I'm excited about, actually, is I've got a few online courses and I obviously have people working with me one to one. But what I hear from so many people is I, I don't even know what a personal brand is and I have absolutely no idea what it consists of. I know it's something about you know, who I am and how I come over. But um, so I've I've come up with my signature entrance course called Dazzle. D-A-Z-L-E, you do. And that gives everybody, if you're looking for a personal brand, it gives them an audit on where they are. It gives them where they should be and then various tasks to put them on the road to getting to there. Yeah. which is ideal for people and it gives them a really good stance and they can do this um but I know what it's like with online courses you know Ellen over the years I don't know about you but have you got online courses or books that you've bought and they sit on your computer and you've never oh, done I have them had. I have had yes well so to stop that happening mm-hmm. I say to people you book some time with me mm-hmm. first so you buy the course book some time with me and you book the time in with me before you've started the course, which means that you've got to get that course done before you have your time with me. Yeah. Otherwise, you've just wasted all that money. You know, mm. yeah, all that money and, and the time, time to have it with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I find that the percentage of more people who actually complete it is phenomenally good. Mm. It's very yeah. good like that. It's, you know, it's a carrot. It's something to aim for. And sort of like, I do all this, I do all this. And I'm going to then be able to go to Sally and tell her what I did and what it's like yep. and all yep. about it. Mm-hmm. And I'll know how well I've done it. Yeah. And that will make such a difference. Exactly. Yeah. 
because I, I find this, I used to find this, I don't do it this way so much, but you'd have a course and people would sort of do it and say, oh, well, I've only got as far as number three. Oh, no. And you sort of go, yeah. oh, number three is sort of like nowhere much. It's about time we, all, we you know, you need to get further on. Otherwise, yeah. there isn't anything new to tell you. Yes, it's um, like they, they'd actually prefer to spend 10 times more for me just sit in the room while they completed it, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But I'm, I'm learning a lot about body doubling at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> that when you sit with somebody else, you get a lot more work done. Mm-hmm. You can do. It's it's difficult. I find I've, I've got a group of um, my students who I'm teaching do things. And since I've got, we have a fortnightly Zoom. And... Before that, I'll sort of stick in a couple of questions like, you know, what about so-and-so? We're going to talk about this on Wednesday or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And it, as you say, it makes a difference. And you say, right, hello, everybody. How are you all doing? Quick roundup chat. Now, we, our theme was kind of thing. Yeah. Who's done what about it? It's that accountability, isn't it? it accountability, is. I think, is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to... It's hard to do if it's only online stuff because there's, <coughs> excuse me, there's no incentive seemingly to, to a lot of people. There isn't the incentive, which is where the accountability comes in. But also, as we know, you know, our reach is so much bigger now because we're on Zoom. Exactly. We're not just in that sort of 30 mile radius of who yeah. we can work with, yeah. um, which is great for you and you and I. And it's great for our clients, too. Um, <coughs> they can be anywhere. Yeah. So, uh, you know, much as people complain about Zoom, I do think it's been a positive in lots of ways. I love it. And I think it's made such a difference. And Mm -hmm. people who, you know, three years ago, four years ago, terrified. And I still found the odd one. I found one today. Oh, I've just got to take my face off the screen. I can't bear talking when I'm looking at myself. Oh, really? Yes. You see, even though my my face is on the screen, I don't see it because I'm just looking at you. Exactly. Because if you were sitting across the, you know, the table from me, yeah. I would be looking at you. Yeah, you know, and I'm and finding I'm, the same thing. I'm looking at you. Exactly. Yes. Um, I know people um, say you should look at the camera, but no, um, because I like natural. to see your body language. You're staring up at the camera like this. It's <laughs> sort of weird. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. And I know it's weird for other people who are then watching it mm-hmm. um but i think you know being able to talk to you as a human so i'm looking at your eyes and you're looking at mine um and that works yeah. probably doesn't make great tv though because we're not looking in the right place <laughs> so uh, yeah, well, it, when we do our, when we do solo things we can talk straight to the camera and that's fine yeah. but when you've got a group thing i do think it's important that you look at each other um, well i think it's it human another nature. connection yeah, and just eye contact makes such a, a, another connection, and it's it really- does. It's human nature, but I have learned. So, if you're doing a presentation, somebody taught me to have a um, post-it note, mm-hmm. cut a hole out of it, mm-hmm. and draw a face, and have the hole as the nose, <laughs> and then you put that over your camcorder and you talk to the face. Yeah. That is a very good idea. Yes, I can see myself doing that. <laughs> Thank you for the tip. Okay. I should have my little brain. <laughs> Up there. So we all need to actually go and have a look at, well, you do all need to go and have a look at Dazzle. Um, yes, absolutely. You really um, do. Yeah. 
but I do work as I say that's an online course with a little bit of time with me mm. but obviously I work with people for all different periods of time depending on what they need really. exactly yeah yeah and how deep they want to go yeah and mm. it's this you know people sort of say oh well it's bespoke but it's always bespoke when you're talking to either even a group of individuals and certainly when it's a one-to-one you know you may have yeah. a process in your head but how you work it with each person is different isn't it it is absolutely. and that's part of your uniqueness yeah. and yes. bringing their uniqueness out as well which i think mm. is really important it's it's exciting i think i mean one thing i do is i love people and i love getting to know them yes. and my children used to get so cross with me when they were younger because it didn't matter whether we were a bus stop or a swimming pool i would start a conversation with somebody next to them mm. and they go mum why do you bother and i said what do you mean they said well you know her children's names you know where she lives you know her life history and then you walk away and you never have anything to do with her again and i said yes but the funny is that i now know about her Yes. And they said, yes, but you're not going to be her friend. And I said, it's just a conversation. And, you know, as humans, we love contact. to yeah, it's contact and yeah. to have a relationship, even if it's just for that 10 minutes yes. or that 15 minutes. And also another thing which I found in, over my similarly quite a few years, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're not going there, um, is that you – Start a conversation. Um, I, I did it with this. I was looking at some swans on the, um, on the River Severn on the bridge going into Shrewsbury a couple of weeks ago. And there was this bloke beside me and he said, that's two males, isn't it? And um, we ended up having this conversation together. I should never see him again either. No. But something he said actually went, oh, ping in my head. And I suspect, quite possibly, something I said might have gone ping in his head. And you never see the person again, but they've started something inside you. Mm. And that contact was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the excitement about every day, isn't it, Ellen? You don't know who you're going to meet nope. or what's going to happen. But if you just treat every every time as an opportunity, then that's great. Yeah, and dark yeah. meeting people. <laughs> Sally, it's been wonderful. Oh, it's been great. Think, Thank you. I think we've probably excited people, and I <laughs> cannot recommend Sally too highly. Um, she's uh, she's such fun, and she's a she's a gloriously badass, wicked woman. So I really like her. <laughs> and the same back to you. <laughs> and when you want links for her, there will be links in all the show notes. Um, Lovely. Um, a little bit more about Sally to remind you, so you can yep. contact her there. Do it. It's worth it. It'll be great. Look forward to it. (laughs) See you again, Sally. Yeah, you take care. Bye. Bye. Well, hey, I hope you enjoyed that. Hope it pulled out some new ideas and new ways of looking at life, the universe and everything. And I'd love to know your comments. So do send them to me. Doing and being badassery is fun. It makes your heart sing. And that helps everyone. And it helps you put the soul back in your life and in your business. Business, when it's really working, is fun, full of badass reality and makes your heart sing. So let's stick all those rubbish old work ideas of toil and drudgery in the compost caddy. Let's recycle them into something fun and useful. That's what badassery is about. Having fun 
and being useful. If you'd like more, get on my website, www.ellensentier.com, sign up for my newsletters and check out my lives and vlogs. Let's get to know each other. Let's get together, have fun, grow your life and make your heart sing. Let's be real. Come on, let's light our fires. <laughs>